catch a Quinn Ewers Fortnite stream last night? Oh, it's Fortnite stream. He's kind of good. Um, no. It's really unbelievable. The fact, for those of you who don't know, Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback, highest rated recruit since Vince Young. Most paid NIL. Most paid college athlete ever, actually. Well, legally. Um, legally, yeah. Reggie, was, maybe getting, Reggie was getting some bank. But. Um, anyways, Ewers as well as Xavier Worthy, best receiver in college football. Okay. Stretching it. Both have NIL deals with Fortnite <laughs> and Epic Games. They're both Fortnite partners. And I believe this just entails sponsored posts and other malfeasance, which I have a massive issue with. They are Fortnite athletes. He's going to earn the name Fortnite yours or Quinn Fortnite. Mr. Fortnite. So quickly. They're going to put uh, they're going to put the Heisman character into Fortnite. You'll be able to run around with them. <laughs> Drop tilted with the Heisman Trophy. Desmond Howard. Um, I think it's just crazy, though, all the things you're seeing out of NIL. And then you have B. John Robinson, who is signed with Lamborghini. Bunch of local Austin companies. Kendra Scott, Terry Blacks. And then two Fortnite athletes with Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy. Really funny, but it's cool to see all the diverse companies. You just got to be smarter than that with your NIL deals. Like, you get memed you, on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron gets memed more than anything, but he sponsored with Ruffles and now has the nickname Lo Ruffles. By everyone who uses Twitter, you can say "le" for anything. Yeah, that LeBron. is that is true. He's a very smart man. He has the best nickname name of all time. That's all right. We have Mister Fortnite, Fortnite at the helm of our offense. Quinn Fortnite yours. And you got anyways. Anyways, welcome back to another episode from the Futon, episode four. Mm-hmm. Um. It hasn't been that long since the last one. I think we're trying to get on a consistent rollout basis now that we have more time. Um, but we have the NBA Finals tonight. Game one. Mm-hmm. Golden State. Boston. We uh, have some picks. Jordan, who you got? How many games? I got the Warriors in... Six. That's my exact answer. I'll say Warriors in seven just to... I, yeah. I, I want to say Warriors in five because I don't think it'll be that close of a series. Um, and, like, saying it'll go to six makes it sound like I think it's going to be closer than it really is. I don't think it'll be that close of a series, I think. The Warriors are a much better team than the Celtics. The Celtics have, like, the pieces, and they have Jason Tatum, one of the best young players in the league for sure. He's only 17 years old in his first NBA Finals, which is very impressive. Um, 
but they just they struggle so much especially against better teams and I think Jason Tatum has to um, carry a lot of weight in order for them to to beat good teams and um, it's just on the offensive end really I mean they're great defensively they're the probably the best defensive team in basketball which I think is one of the biggest reasons why they're in the finals but on offense it's really all rolls around how Jason Tatum performs um, and I don't think he's quite that guy yet um, well, he's only 18 yeah yeah he's only 14 years time he's only 14 years old so he's um, he has some room to grow and I think he will grow into that I think he's great obviously but this is this is his first NBA Finals um, they they squeaked by the heat they tried their absolute hardest to blow it at the end after letting the heat go on like a 13-0 run in the last like three minutes of the game or something and then they got bailed out by the stupid stupidest let's talk about this for a second what happened in that game seven when they took away max stresses three is the stupidest rule in nba history that you can in action like at the time of the play he made a three he was close to the corner they counted it couple minutes go by they come back and say that his foot was on the line two minutes after the play happened two like game minutes after the play happened they come back and take three points away from the team okay i didn't even i didn't watch the game but i saw it when i first saw like on twitter that that happened i didn't know that they took it off after the fact i thought the issue was just did he step out or not i thought the whistle was blown no and they didn't count it was not blown they can, no stoppage of play, no review happened. It was was it during a commercial break or something? Yeah, they, during like a timeout, like two minutes later, the whatever the eye in the sky, the wherever they send their like reviews to the people that are reviewing all the plays, come back like two minutes later after, and it's after like a timeout commercial break, and they're like they've actually taken away Max Stress's three. Um, so, so now they're down nine points instead of six points or whatever it is. But like, imagine that happens with like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then with two minutes left, you're like down three points or whatever. And they're like, no, I'm just kidding. You're down six points. And I don't even think his foot was on the line. It looked like above the line. It looked it, like it was above the line. And it definitely wasn't like inconclusive or it definitely, sorry, it was not conclusive that his foot was 100% on the line. And even if it was, they didn't call it at the time. That's like part of sports. That's part of like any sport, really. Like there's there's highly paid, respected officials that are there to call the game. If they don't call that at the time and there's not like a stoppage, there's not like a review, like you can't go back and I get it with like flagrant penalties and like you know sometimes there will be like tech not technicals but like flagrants and they want to review it after the game and there was some stuff outside the realm of basketball but on a shot that determined and it came down to that many points as well if they wouldn't have taken that three away completely different game completely different game because I mean Jimmy Butler say they were <laughs> They were tied 
when Jimmy Butler took that three instead of tying it up at two or they were up one and he wouldn't have had obviously the game would have gone different after Lee like it wouldn't have been the same exact thing if the three would have counted but it's it's just so dumb and it it ruins all like the the like magic of sports and like the little gray areas and that's stuff you got to take with the game you know sometimes there's going to be missed calls sometimes there's going to be calls that don't go your way but like that's part of the game and when you go back and analyze every single detail and you can go back and change a call or change a play completely even if it's like especially when it has to do with points yes taking points off the board taking three points off the board in the game seven of an eastern conference finals that comes down to the last second that ruins it for so many people and it's it's just terrible that that doesn't need to happen ever again imagine having bet yeah. on that game or betting on him to like hit yeah, the over yeah betting on, on him to like make two threes or whatever and you're like yeah I hit sweet and then two minutes later they're like nope just kidding wow yeah it's it's just terrible and, um, and then in football like it, you can't do that you run a play after something happens to avoid someone challenging it and then that's it if you run a play then miss calls and miss call exactly and then if I'm just thinking like, okay, you're going down trying to make a game-winning drive or late in the fourth drive, and then they come back later in that drive and say like someone stepped out of bounds three plays ago, exactly, I would lose my mind. Yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, just the fact that it deals with points, and even if it was, no. I wouldn't agree, even if it was like a definitive he stepped out of bounds, but... It wasn't. It was very, very close. You couldn't tell. Yeah. You couldn't tell. Like, football is a bad comparison because obviously, like, the change of possession and offense and defense is so much different. But, like, I don't know. Think of, like, hockey, like, or something. And then, like, someone scores and then, like, they continue play. And then, like, three game minutes later, they're like, just kidding. Like, is whatever. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Player interference. We're not counting it. Like, that, um, <laughs> it's just... In a game seven. Yeah, in a game seven. Was of, it in the of fourth quarter? conference order? finals. I think it happened... Oh, I can't remember if it happened. I think it was, like, early fourth quarter. Okay. So there was still some time left. Regardless of how much time was left. Yeah. It could have been the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. That's just ridiculous that they allowed that to happen. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, Warriors in five or six... Um, I think the Celtics win a couple games just because Jason Tatum is is really good, um, and they're very good defensively. And I think the the Warriors might struggle with that for one or two games. Um, but other than that, I think the Warriors take the series pretty convincingly. They're getting Iggy back too, right? Is he back for the series? I saw that he was, and then another source or whatever I saw it said it was like a maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. They don't even need Iggy. Yeah, I don't think he'll at play. this point they I can. I don't think. He, I don't think he needs to play anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. First-hand experience. Sadly. Yeah. Rest in peace. All right, listeners. Quick break for today's sponsor, Ford. Today's episode is sponsored by Ford Trucks. Um, they sent us both brand new F two fifty trimmer packages. Um, 
really, really great people, the reps over at Ford. Um, they've been super helpful, um, very supportive of this podcast so far. Um, I love my Ford. Yeah. Um, see, we've had them for about two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. They sent them after episode two. Yep. They really liked the... Um, the guys over at Ford are actually big double doozy fans, so they were they were real appreciative of, nope. of the great American cookie shout out. Well, they they, told they me sent they us love, a couple trucks. Nah, they love Snickerdoodles. Is what they told me. Nah, um, but no, they're they're great guys over there. The mm-hmm. drive into the studio is great. Um, you know, they you could throw two futons in the bed of a Ford F two fifty at yeah. least. Yeah, um, a couple spacious. Uh, Plenty of foot room in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great overall truck. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm real happy with the trucks they sent us. Um, real good people over at Ford. Yeah. Thank you, Ford, for uh, sponsoring today's episode. And uh, everyone, reach out to your local Ford dealer. Ford is the best in Texas. All right. Dallas Mavericks. We've touched on them every episode pretty much even if Majority we haven't directly of every episode. talked about them um, but it is that time as soon as a team season ends you see the mock trades coming through and you know what will next season look like they have the draft coming up but there have been some mock drafts lately that I've had issues with but I'm sure everyone has issues with um, I don't know Wh- which mock drafts stick out to you Jordan or what would you like to see trade wise I mean season? as far as the draft goes the 26th pick is like eh like there's there there are times I mean where you'll get someone decent or you know you'll get a steal or you'll get someone who falls to you and someone will turn out really well, but the odds just aren't high versus the odds of trading that pick in a package for like a current player that we know will help us immediately. Because, I mean, we're not really in like a building stage right now. Um, I mean, we just made the Western Conference Finals with an, um, an undermanned, under-talented roster. Um so I would rather rather than use that pick and get someone that we don't really know whether they'll turn out or not or it might take a couple of years to develop them. Um, in the long run, like sure, it might work out. The odds are even then still low. I'd rather see us package that and um, use it in a, a trade to get some more value. For what we're looking for um i saw a couple different scenarios um one that i was just looking at was with the kings and i believe the package was we get harrison barnes and rashawn holmes who are both pieces that would help rashawn holmes is definitely the type of center that i have like in my head that can rebound, that can score a little bit on his own. He's a decent shot blocker, um, a pretty good defender. 
and he's just like a true NBA caliber center. And that's that's all I want is someone to help us on the boards, help us in the paint, and that can score a little bit on his own because we don't have anything close to that. And then, I mean, Harrison Barnes, he was he was the best player on the Mavericks <laughs> before the year before Luka was drafted. And then Luka was drafted and immediately became the one. And then things kind of went south with him. Um, but he's obviously not a number one guy on a, on a championship caliber team. But I think as he gets further into his career, he's going to be more open. And he's not even that old. I don't know exactly how old he is, but I think he's like... He's like 28. Um, and I think if he came into a role where obviously there's some guys who are the stars of the team, like Luka, um, even like Jalen Brunson, if we are going to decide to keep him, I think would still be a, a notch above Harrison Barnes. But he's a guy that, I mean, I, I don't hate the idea of it. Um, Having had him before, though, yeah. Would the Mavs, let alone like Harrison Barnes, be up for trading for him in that package, having seen it hasn't worked out yeah, once Luca came in? Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a weird situation, especially the way he went out was kind of weird. Um, like he wasn't real happy with like I think we had kind of told him like hey you'll have the you'll be our number one scoring option like blah 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 and he was for a year and we gave him a good amount of money. And then we drafted Luca, and obviously things changed. Um, and then he he got out got out of town. But I don't know. At this point in his career, I mean, after having multiple not not bad personal seasons, but seasons where the team doesn't win a lot of games with the Kings, I would think if he's a smart guy and wants to enjoy playing basketball for in this stage of his career. Um, kind of this middle to later stage. I think if he was smart enough, he would love to come to the Dallas Mavericks and take more of like a, a middle option role, not like a star role. He, and he's, he's, he's still very good. He shoots very efficiently. Um, he can he can score the ball. He can pass a little bit. He's a good rebounder. Um I think he would be a good fit as like a as like a third option on the team. And then I think what it had us giving up was Dwight Powell, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway, and then like a future first because te- technically we can't trade this first round pick um, this year, like our 26 overall pick, but we could always draft someone and then use it in a trade package. Why can't they trade the first round pick? Uh, it's the NBA stipend rule. Like you can't trade back to back first round picks because we traded like last year's first round pick. Even on like draft night, you can't. No. Uh-uh. Period. Huh. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. You can do it after the draft. Like you can draft someone, and then trade them. Okay. Um. But like the yeah they have I forget exactly what the stipend rule is. Um. But I think it's like you can't trade consecutive first-round picks. All right, well, but seriously, you think... I think we'll keep Brunson. I, think I know we we've do. talked about this before. I think we do, too. I can't see us getting rid of a player like that who's shown he works really well with the team. 
like especially after seeing like he had everyone on the Mavs sign his jersey yeah because he loves them all so much and if he does end up somewhere else like I don't know it just showed that he really appreciate either appreciated or appreciates his time with the Mavs and everyone he plays with and the coaches and Nico I just think I don't, I don't see us losing a player like that and I mean the first one of the first things that Mark Cuban said like after that Western Conference Finals game I I, th- I don't know if both we were watching this together if I was just watching it but it was an interview like outside of um AAC with Mark Cuban and they were kind of asking him like all right what's what's priority going forward and then um it could just be because like Jalen Brunson walked up behind him but he was like obviously first priority is like re-signing this guy or like re-signing Jalen Brunson like he's like that's that's top of the list for us like and I mean it makes sense that one he would say that or that two he would like really mean that I think I don't know in my opinion I I'm fine either way I think I I would like to keep him um because I think he's a really good player I think he's a really good like third option I don't think he's quite good enough to be the second option on this team um especially if I would like to have someone a little bit better than Jalen Brunson to pair with Luka um and then if we if we lose him it clears up cap space how um, much will it take to keep him he's currently making 10 i think and it's half, 11 in the realm of 25 to 30 yeah. probably more around 25 i know the knicks really want him um and i would i would guess like we can pay him more than anybody else can and that's another thing that kind of worries me. We also have more needs. Yeah, a lot of and we teams. have yeah, yeah. So if we do end up paying him more than other teams just because we can, um, that that also hurts us in cap space and kind of limits us in future future growing of the team into something more than it was last season. And I don't want us to just go in that same route of last year, like being content with making the Western Conference Finals. Um, we just re-sign the guys that we have, and we don't try to. Obviously, we're going to get a big man this summer. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I think we'll get someone good. That definitely fits that role. I'm, I'm convinced of that based on what I've heard from Nico. But outside of that, we, we need a better, a better supporting cast of scoring around Luca. And if we just give Jalen Brunson $30 million a year, like, I don't think it makes us that much better. With the big men, there are several that will be entering free agency this summer. Like, your realistic top three that you would want, and of course, like, a realistic scenario with our cap space in mind and other needs. Yeah. Who would it be? Um, I'll give you some realistic ones, and I'll give you like some ideal world ones. Realistically, I think like a guy like Rashawn Holmes is like perfect because he's not going to require a ton of money. He's still a a good 
um, NBA caliber center that's going to get rebounds, that's going to score on his own. Um, and we don't need like a superstar. We just need a guy that's an NBA center that does the things that NBA centers do that we are missing so badly. Um, so I think a guy like that, like Rashawn Holmes, is a really good fit. Um, another one is Miles Turner, um, who's currently with the Pacers, who are kind of iffy right now. Um, I've seen a lot of talk about Miles Turner wanting to be in Dallas. I mean, he's kind of a, a Dallas guy. Um, and I think the the trade. We'd have to trade for him, um, but I think it could work out with the Pacers because the Pacers are definitely a team that's open to trading. I think I saw one that was like, it was like Tim Hardaway, um, like Josh Green, and then like a future first or something for Miles Turner. And I think this is, I think this might be his last year on his contract coming up. Um, like the 2022 season. Like this, this next season okay. is his final year, I believe so. So, I mean, giving up a ton for him wouldn't make sense, but at the same time, like, that, if I could choose just one player, like, we could guaranteed to make it work, like, it's it's probably Miles Turner, because he's just such a great defender, he's a good rebounder, he can score on his own, um, he can shoot the, the midi a, a little bit, um, he's just, and, and I don't think he's... He's not like a max contract big man either. Like he's not like an Embiid or like a Jokic. Yeah. But he's like still a step above like like the average NBA center or even good NBA centers. I think he's right in that realm of like big men who are who are well respected for what they do. Um and don't have a lot of holes in their game. He's not like a shooter. He's not like someone who's going to stretch the floor a whole lot, but he's still, I don't think that's like what we need to be looking for in a big man at all. Like if he can do that, fine. Like that's a bonus, but I think that's ideal. And then DeAndre Ayton, I don't think is realistic. Um, from a cost standpoint, from or a, just like we, like they wouldn't trade him. Or he's the free agent. Well, he's a free agent. But I think both. I don't think we could pay him because I think he's going to ask for a max contract. Um, and I don't personally think that's the best use of our money or any team's money. Like, I think he's really good. Um, he didn't play great against us in the playoffs, and he should have because we have no one who can defend him or guard him in the paint or rebound against him. And he didn't really show up. Um, but I think he's really good, but I think he's just a little out of our price range and I don't see it, see it being the best fit for our, our money. So, and then another one I wanted to throw out there that I think could very realistically happen was Derek favors. Who's a little bit of an older vet, that you know can still play he can still rebound um he can still score a little bit but i hope that's not the route we go is like an older veteran guy who can rebound like i'd love to have someone like rashawn holmes or miles turner who is still fairly young who still has something to prove 
who's still going to bring a lot of energy and, and is like desperate to be on a good winning basketball team. Um, so I think those would be my top guys to trade for would be like Rashawn Holmes or Miles Turner. And you're not on with Gobert at all? No, Don't no, like no, 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 no. I would not pay Gobert $2 million a year to be on the Mavericks. I think he's, I think he's good. I mean, he's a very, he's a good paint defender. He's a lob threat. He can finish around the rim. And I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe Jason Kidd could figure out a way to use him effectively. But when it comes down to a playoff series, which is all that really matters, he's just so easy to isolate and to expose over a seven-game series. I mean, it's just unfair. Um, I mean, that's, that's the biggest reason why we beat the Jazz so convincingly is because we figured out how to expose Rudy Gobert. Um, and it got to the point where they couldn't even play him, but they still did. Like they kept him in the game. And if they wouldn't have kept him in the game, they would have had a better chance than they did with him in the game against the Mavs in that first round series. Um, so after just seeing that firsthand, um, I don't think Rudy Gobert is a guy I want on my basketball team in the playoffs. Especially for what he... I mean, I, I don't want to pay a guy that much money if you can't use him in the playoffs. Agreed. I just think having... Playoffs is different, and that's, of, of course, how... You know, that's what the regular season is for. It's for the playoffs and to get to the finals. Um, I just think he's such a good defender to have someone that you can rely on like that. And again, playoffs, different story, but... I, I think if anyone can help and get him in the right position, like you said, Jason Kidd might be that guy. But I kind of agree. Like, playoffs, it's a whole different story. If you can't produce in the playoffs, then regular season doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter, matter how many defensive player of the year yeah. you have or how big you are. And it's it's different. I mean, I know, t- like, you hear all this talk about, oh, the playoffs is so much different than the regular season, but it it really is, and I think the biggest reason, it's not like a, it's not like a spotlight thing, it's not like a, like, being built for it thing, it's a opposing team game planning against you for seven games straight thing. I think that is the biggest factor why playoffs are so much different than the NBA. Like, yes, there are game plans, but in an NBA season, you really only have a couple days to prepare. Teams are changing over the course of a season. People are getting hurt. Players are improving. I mean, it's and you have, you know, 29 other teams that you're playing against and thinking about throughout the 82 game season versus in a playoff series you have potentially seven straight games where you know exactly who you're playing you know exactly what you're getting and a a coaching staff has has all the time in in the world that they need to to plan against certain guys and certain weaknesses of of the team they're going up against and good coaching staffs will do that and they'll expose guys like Rudy Gobert nine times out of ten also Zach Levine would be really fun I agree I think him and Luca together would be awesome that would be one of the coolest things I think they'd feed off each other super well and then you get in a position where 
Luca sits the first half of the second quarter, which he always does, and then you have Zach Levine on the court, and you're good. You're fine. Yeah. Um, working with everyone else, he can handle the ball himself. But then with Luca on the court too, there's nothing really you can do with the two of them to go with a big man, hopefully, that we'll have in a couple months or so. And I don't think it's super realistic, um, but I think it's possible, and I think it'd be a really good fit. And I really like Zach Levine. I think he's a phenomenal basketball player, especially in the right situation. Like he would just shine. Um, but if we can't get him, I'm fine with like a Harrison Barnes cal- caliber second level scorer. So we'll see. Um, I have. I have high hopes. I always do going into the offseason, but after this season in particular and having a new GM, a new head coach, Luka Doncic, we've talked about this a little bit, but my hopes are higher than usual going into this offseason, I think. Much unlike the other star child of Dallas sports, but we'll get into that later. Definitely Mavs up. Cowboys down in stock. All right, here's where we'll take our second break to mention today's sponsor. Um, Jordan and myself have been just like many, many sports fans around the world have been disappointed sports fans all our life. And the number one team to satisfy that disappointment is none other than the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have been with us through thick and thin for our 21 years of living through all the disappointment um, and just dropped expectations, um, bad coaching, and playoff, just lack of playoff opportunities and lack in the playoffs. It's uh, I can always rely on the Dallas Cowboys to be that disappointing light in my life. And I know Jordan feels the same. Yeah, if you if you ever feel like your life is going a little too well, like things are just, you know, things are looking up, you know, you're doing really well with your job, things are just going great, um, things with the lady or man in your life is just, it's top notch, become a Dallas Cowboys fan. Sure. It, 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 will, it will humble you very quickly and make you think, do I even like football? It, it will bring the balance to your life that you need. Um, and that's something that Jerry Jones time and time again has proven. Uh, he will be there to humble you at your highest moment in life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anytime things are going well for pain or I and we're just feeling really good, um, you, you never want to get too high or too low. And when things are when things are feeling real high, it always is in the back of our mind that we're Dallas Cowboys fans and it kind of just brings that balance to our life um, that at the end of the day we still have to root for this team so thanks thanks Dallas Cowboys for, for sponsoring this this episode um, we always appreciate you for, for humbling us and letting us not be too happy with the sport that we love so much again thank you Cowboys for sponsoring today's episode there is uh, there are some Cowboys we're currently sitting the Cowboys have a lot of cap space currently I think we're top five in the NFL in remaining cap um, 
sitting somewhere between 20 and 22 million. I've seen differing numbers from different people and websites, but somewhere around there, have a lot of cap space, enough at least for two good starters, above average starters. Um, I sure wish there was a there was a receiver that we had last season that could have fit right in there. Um, I can't think of one. I can't either. Uh, but I want to look at a few free agents that are remaining who could possibly fit that bill. Um, whether that be like one big ticket free agent um, whose name is not Odell Beckham. But I saw some stuff on Anthony Barr, Vikings linebacker, who's still pretty young. He's not very, you know, youthful. I think he's just under 30, might be 28 or 29. Um, But he would fit really well in a Dan Quinn defense. He can cover well. He's athletic. Um... And he brings that veteran presence that the Cowboys need. Leighton Vander Esch, I don't care. He's not a veteran. Um, but I think him with Micah Parsons as well on like, if you have both of them on obvious passing downs, send Mike off the edge and let Anthony Barr work, you know, in the hole. Um, another one that I like is Trey Flowers. I think our current depth chart has... Marcus Lawrence, of course, and then on the other end, we have Dante Fowler, which also, he's not terrible, but he hasn't really played the same since he was with the Rams, Um, but he did have a season with Dan Quinn in Atlanta, Uh, but someone like Trey Flowers could bring some more depth to the edge, and obviously Micah Parsons off the edge. Um, but I don't want Micah Parsons taking 80% of his snaps off the edge. Um, yeah, regardless of how good of an edge rusher he is, like, and even though, like, I've heard people say, like, oh, we have Micah Parsons. Like, what do we need another linebacker or another edge rusher for? Like, do you know how many edge rushers and linebackers are on the field at once? That is the stupidest it's, argument it's ever. at the very least, like, five. And you rotate your edge <laughs> yes, rushers very you, frequently. You need about ten on the roster. Yeah. Um, and we drafted, uh, we drafted Sam Williams... Um, who I think will see a good about of snaps, meaningful snaps this season if we don't sign another edge. But that is a point of our defense that we're now short of, having lost Randy Gregory. Um, But let's see. So we have Demarcus Lawrence. Mm -hmm. We have just drafted Tyler Smith, Sam Williams. Um we have Dante Fowler and Micah Parsons, who is not classified as an edge rusher, despite him being the best edge rusher um, in terms of win rate. I would like to see another one added, like Trey Flowers. Um, and then receivers as well. Uh, we are currently, ideally, we have Michael Gallup back by week one. I don't think that will happen. 
Uh, he had ACL surgery in February. Um, so we have CD at one, James Washington, um, and then I think Noah Brown is sitting behind Michael Gallup on the depth chart. That's not a bad group. It's an above average group, I'd say. Um, Our top two are definitely above average. Yes. Um, I'd say it's, it's a top 10 trio with Gallup healthy. Um, Gallup, CD, and James Washington. But I think if I think Will Fuller would be a great sign. I don't think it'll happen. But I think he'd have a lot to bring. Uh, especially if Gallup does sit a couple games to start next season. I think he'd have a lot to bring to the table. Um, yeah. Oh, a lot's a different story. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not so concerned about our receiver room in comparison to some of the other spots on our roster. So, like, if we can't land like a another solid option at receiver, like a Will Fuller or someone you know who is a little bit proven, that will definitely help us. Um, I think I'm fine with what we have right now. I'm not like overly content, um, but I don't think it's it's the worst situation. I think if we fix some of the other spots on our offense, like definitely O line, um, I guess that's really it. We're not going to get into quarterback, so what we won't get into that. What would you do <laughs> if the Cowboys signed Julio Jones <laughs> for? Eight million. I, I One year deal for eight million. I would. I would be happy just as like a. Which is crazy because I don't I, know how I'd feel. It's Julio like, Jones, right? As but like a. He's Forty-five. He's not that old. I know, but it I mean, seems like he is. Yeah, I mean, even like in comparison to some of the other receivers in the league who are still producing, like, I don't know. I think he. I think he's still capable. Um, I don't He's, think he was given a lot of looks last year in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah he really wasn't. Um, he struggled with some injuries a little bit and a quarterback who can't throw the ball more than 37 yards. True. Um, but I think, I don't know, I would I would pay $8 million to just see Julio Jones in a Cowboys uniform. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I think it would be cool. <laughs> like, it, and he's going to obviously get more money than he's probably worth just because his name is Julio Jones. Brings a lot to the locker room, especially if you have a group of young receivers. Yeah. Can't imagine if Denver brings him in. That would be wild. That would be wild to have him around all those young receivers. I think they'd be especially with Russell Wilson now too yeah like yeah um but realistically Anthony Barr for I don't know how much he'd really go for maybe 15 is that your number one need on defense linebacker yes yeah um there aren't many corners left free agency wise that's also where we kind of need um need someone safety we're okay we have Malik Hooker and Jaron Curse, who I think both of those guys are at best average. I think Jaron Curse, he's due. <laughs> he's due. He, I, I've seen. I, I don't know where this has come from, but I've seen a whole lot of talk about him turning into one of like the league's great safeties. I won't like obviously. 
Not. I mean, how old is he? He's like 26, isn't he? Yeah. That's not old at all. Yeah. He, he also, also, he's huge. Oh yeah. He's, he's an ed, he's built like an edge rusher. He's a smart player. He's athletic. Um, obviously he hasn't really, he's not a big name yet. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we're fine at receiver. I think Malik Hooker, um, safety. What did I say? You said receiver. Did I really? Oh, sorry. Safety. Um, I think Malik Hooker is fine. I agree, he's average. Um, Malik Hooker just pisses but, me off all the time. Yeah, and like. it's weird because he was. And I guess we could consider it a bust just because he was drafted so highly recently too, like three years ago, maybe yeah. four. Yeah. Um. But I'm happy with our secondary situation for the most part. Um, I'm really anxious to see how Trayvon Diggs does this season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's... I don't know. I feel awesome about Trayvon Diggs because last year was his second year in the league. Like, he's still improving and has room to improve. Like, he has all all the skill set that you need to be a great corner. Like, it's not like it's a lack of athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is the last thing in the world. He has the instincts and the ball yes, skills. Yes, um, he just needs discipline, and that comes with time. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that it's very rare to see in a first or second year corner. Like, it happens every once in a while, like with, like, a Ramsey or, like, a Jair Alexander or something, like, where a guy just comes into the league and is just built like that. Like, built like a lockdown corner. Has the mentality, has the discipline for it. But, I mean, on the other end, like, they're, most of those guys don't have what Trayvon Diggs has. And that's just otherworldly ball skills and instincts at the corner position. Um, and I th- that stuff can't be taught. What he is so good at is stuff that can't be taught. Versus, like, discipline and mentality is something that can't be taught. So, I feel really good about him yeah. going into this next season. Another one, another free agent that I've seen floating around but I hate, but it is a position of need on this defense, is Nadalvika Sue. I hate him. <laughs> he is the worst... Gosh, he's the worst. He's stepped on 80% of Cowboys players in his time playing against the Cowboys. He was my least favorite player in the league when he was with Detroit. And he hasn't changed since. He's great, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really um, good. He's he's top, top three guys in the league I don't want to line up against if I'm a center yeah. or, a, or a guard. Agreed. Um, I think it's like... Aaron Donald, Vita Vey, and, and Dominica Sue, probably. Even even if he's not, like, a top three DT, like, just a guy I don't want to see. Yeah, like, well, he, you're going to step I on my fingers, I absolutely don't want to block him. And if I'm a quarterback lining up, like, they don't really line up under center a whole lot anymore, especially the Cowboys. But, like, if you're under center and have to look across the line at Dominican Sue. Well, he's spitting in your face yeah, before yeah. the ball is snapped. Yeah, while well, he's just, just growling and has foam oozing from his mouth. Threatening your children. Gosh, I... Just staring you in the player. soul. I don't think that's what this team needs. I think a team that's, like, solidified um, and really sound on both sides of the ball would be fine, like the Bucks. Like the Bucks, yeah. Um... 
which is where he was, but I, I don't want to see someone like that. But also Justin Houston off the edge, I don't think would be a terrible pickup if, let's say, Trey Flowers, like we don't get Trey Flowers, which none of this stuff is realistic, really. I mean, it's the Cowboys, so yeah. they'll probably not do anything and just let that $20 million go down the drain. Yeah. Uh, but there is room for a lot of improvement. Anthony Barr being my primary pick. What about offensive line? I feel like we kind of brushed over it. I mean, O line's weird because I let's see. We'll start with Tyron Smith. So he hasn't. I don't think he's participated in any OTAs yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he needs to. He doesn't. Like I'm sure he's working out and he's like conditioning and stuff. Well, like the reason is his back still. Yeah. He he's still very good. Yeah. He was a top five, I say right tackle, I meant left tackle. Um, he's a top five left tackle in the league still. He's fantastic. My issue is just his health. Um, I don't think he's going to hold up for, you know, two more seasons. Uh, this may be his last, like, productive season and where he is a viable left tackle. And it's not like he's even given us reason to think that He's not good. It's just his health. He doesn't really stay on the field. The Cowboys O-line last year um, was really like a circus. It was constantly changing. Um, Lyle Collins got suspended. Uh, Connor Williams, they benched him for a few games. It's just, it's hard to see what the O-line will look like besides the obvious Zach Martin. Um, oh, yeah. And then we lost Lyle Collins, of course. But we did draft uh, Tyler Smith. I don't know what position on the line he'd even play. He was the left he, guard? He, he, in um, in college, he was a left tackle, wasn't he? I thought he was listed as a guard. Um, but let me check real quick. Okay. What's he lifted, listed as on the depth chart? Well, per the depth chart, Tyler Smith is the first one listed at left guard. So from left to right, we have Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Beadaz, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. Who I like Terrence Steele. Beadaz. I think he'll be good. Um, Beadaz is still an iffy. Biotich. Is it really? Yes. Biotich? Yeah. Sounds like a obscure way of referring to someone. What does that even mean? Biotic? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Biotic. Anyways. <laughs> um, he's still an if. Zach Martin, of course, best guard in the league. Uh, Terrence Steele, I like. Who's our right tackle? Terrence Steele. Oh, yeah. So we have... <laughs> so our line is going to consist of Tyler, Tyler... Tyron, Terrence, and Zach. That is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have um, yep, two Tylers and a Tyron. Yep. Terrence. Uh-huh. Tyler, 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 Terrence, Zach. Sounds like a group of frat guys. <laughs> Name five brothers. I gotcha. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, Terrence, Zach, 
and mm. Tyrin. Doesn't right. sound right, but maybe. Go in. <laughs> uh, let's see. How, how many snaps do we see from Goggles this season? <laughs> the legend Rico Dowdle. None. None? I don't know. He'll get some preseason. What are they, did they change NFL preseason? Uh, for this season, I don't know. Or were they just talking about it? I thought I saw something. Maybe they lowered it. Maybe they lowered it last year when they increased it to 17 games. They lowered it to... Oh, that might be what I'm thinking um, of. But with the Cowboys, they don't have any glaring needs currently. Linebacker would be their number one go-to spot. Anthony Barr, like I've said, would be that guy. But as far as like everything else... <clears throat> I think we're okay. <clears throat> Do you have to say something? <clears throat> I think we have a disagreement. <clears throat> Starts with a Q. No. <laughs> nope. He's fine. <laughs> However, he's a hard, hard one to place. I love Dak. I think he's great. Not elite. He's great. Um, he's all the tools necessary when he's confident. And that's the whole thing. If he's left to sling it, and him and CD have a great connection, um, I think he's fine. But this season, I think there is some on him, you know, entering his seventh season. Wow. Um, there's some pressure. If he doesn't perform this season, do we have a problem? Perform as in we don't make the playoffs, and Dak is clearly Dak struggles. Like just say, just say he does struggle this year, and I mean he doesn't doesn't perform great. Maybe he puts up his numbers or whatever, but we're just not winning games. Like some of the, I mean we've seen Dak struggle. Imagine those struggles just like are very evident throughout this season and say we we barely make the wild card or we miss the playoffs is I'll go ahead do you start to think that Dak could be the problem well I'll go ahead and say if we if the Cowboys don't win a playoff game this year there will be many eyes on Dak including my own maybe it's obviously like you know not just meant as like a blatant statement it depends on you know everything else like I don't think his performance in this year's playoffs was the reason we lost. Um, there were other offensive problems. We tackled very poorly. Um, but it, it's very easy, and I'm always the first one to take Dak's side, but like it's very easy to make the playoffs when you're playing the NFC East no. six times a year. It seems like no one else in the NFC East can figure that out. And the Eagles will be okay this year. They'll be much better than they were last year. Um, I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts, but Dak does have a bit to prove. There's no reason for him to be complacent. Um, I, see, I don't even think a playoff win would leave. Like, if we just get to the, let's say we win a wild card game, lose the divisional round, I would. I want to see a conference championship, at the least. Uh, I think all the pieces are there. 
besides having, you know, that solidified expectation of a Super Bowl, which teams like Green Bay, who hasn't really performed, but Green Bay has, Tom Brady, Tampa has, um, let's see, I don't know. There's Matt Stafford, of course, but there there's several things that I think Dak needs to work on and there are going to be excuses like oh he lost Amari Cooper uh Michael Gallup was hurt let's say the first two games of the season I will not accept those as excuses as willingly as I was last season yeah I think I mean going back to like our reaction when you said he's entering his seventh season out loud like it's just it's time I don't think he has I I don't know his window of, of like growing and proving himself and like you know like obviously quarterbacks can can continue to grow and improve but there has to there has to come a point where you're good enough to either take your team to the Super Bowl or you aren't and I think if I I don't trust Dak to do that right now, and I think if he doesn't prove that he's capable of that this season, I think we need to start thinking about something else. Which I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know either. There's but no, I, I think we're stuck regardless. But I mean, like, this will be his seventh season. I mean... Let's see. This season, he's currently... His cap hits like $20 million, and I think that escalates to 30 plus next season I think it increases on a annual basis to fit the, the 40 average yeah um, which I'm super glad they re-signed him like if you don't have who would who would the Cowboys be better with right now Just like realistically quarterbacks that they could have had I don't think anyone Obviously, you can say, like, oh, they could have drafted Trevor Lawrence last year if they didn't re-sign Dak, but I, it's so hard to come by a franchise quarterback. And Dak is great. He's shown he can ball. But, you know, when it matters, it's tough. And he's also being held back by incompetence in the front office. Will McClay is the only guy that I trust in the front office, but... He has an aging O-line, and the O-line couldn't stay all five on the field last year. But he needs to fight through all that this year. I think he can take over pending CD stays healthy. I hope he can, because he's kind of our only option at this point. Um, Going to need a good season from Dalton Schultz, but it's just... It's almost time that we see something, or... You know, we say to ourselves, he might, you know, not be the guy, in which case there's nothing we can do anyway. <laughs> He's getting paid too much, and who's going to trade for? Yeah. I'm sure there's a few teams No, there's would, teams but, that would want Dak for sure. But, yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's time to, you know, to show up or shut up. Yeah. And, like, after the playoff loss, like, obviously I'm saying it it wasn't Dak's fault, but, you know, quarterbacks can take over and do whatever they want when they want to. Um, 
but it was just such a disappointing loss that's left a lot of fans like ourselves included pretty cynical about next season and we're tired of the same you know thing over and over I do want to see some change I trust Kellen Moore um, you know I, he just needs to stick to what works which is what everyone needs to do but with Kellen Moore especially he can design great plays and great games um, but then he can do stuff like he did in the playoffs and not give his two most electric players the ball um, but I guess we'll see you know this season and who they sign will tell a lot about you know how serious they are about adding great talent on the defensive side of the ball and offensive who knows the tape will tell the story so we've we, we've talked enough sports let's let's segue into some some pop culture which if that's what you want to call this I don't know current current news what people are garbage are, what people are caring about today for whatever reason that yeah, we've run are, out of things or small brains don't comprehend and understand um, why do people care so much about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial uh, <sighs> is it just because they're both huge celebrities like obviously like I think false allegations of sexual abuse and domestic violence are a big deal like just lying on the mic <laughs> No, I, th- I think it's largely due to the access and coverage and just that has been given to this. It's just live everywhere. It's just so publicized. I like, scroll on TikTok and I'll get it. Three live streams of it popped up within 20 like TikToks or 20 scrolls, whatever. And it'll pop up three times. And I know like, and even like both of our girlfriends are like very invested in it. Gosh. Like, And it's like... Like yesterday when the the verdict came out, like my my significant other was very was very team Johnny Depp, which like which I think most which most people are because people like know Johnny Depp <laughs> like and obviously he won the trial and I think he was in the right. Um, I honestly and, couldn't tell you any proof. What I, I, I the original cause was I incidentally. Uh-huh. Watched a little bit of it because wow, you she, because she was watching it so much, um, so I just I just don't get it. Like I get it's news and it's it's publicized, but it's only publicized because they know people will will watch it. And like I'm not on my like moral high horse on like oh this is garbage. Like I do think it's garbage. It's garbage. But like I just I just don't understand it. Like why this is so. Well, this is what happens when Why football is on. Loves to watch it so much. Like I could not, like I don't know. There are a million things I would rather sit down and watch or entertain myself with than watching a court trial. I think a lot of it's like the funny part too, like the f- faces that Amber Heard makes, the obvious <laughs> lies that she gets, like trapped into giving up yeah those are funny um i I think it's like funny but it's not something that i would sink hours a day into following and act like i know what i'm talking about um 
Oh, that's the worst. The TikTok lawyers. <laughs> yeah. And it's a civil trial, guys. Yeah. No one died here. Someone yeah, said like, some. A millionaire like, said yeah. something bad about another millionaire. Yeah. And one of the millionaires is getting millions of dollars. <laughs> that's what it comes yeah, down and to. Everybody's like, yeah, that's that's a great point. Like, this is a civil trial. Like, it's not like the OJ trial. Yeah. It's not like Charles Manson. Like, it's it's some actors. <laughs> it's who, a couple of actors who had a rough relationship. Who someone pooped know, on a bed. Yeah, someone pooped on a bed, and now they're trying to get. Like, do you think Johnny Depp needs fifteen million dollars? No, he just needs his sheets cleaned. And <laughs> like and it's also defamation of character and I get all that stuff and he wants to clear his name of all that because that is a big deal for even though he's like a huge celebrity, like obviously people will see like he lost the Pirates of the Caribbean gig, he lost the the whatever the stupid Harry Potter prequel <gasps> thing is. <gasps> Fantastic Beasts is stupid? No, it's a great movie. But any, anyways, it, what it comes down to is just millionaires getting awarded millions, some losing millions. Um, you know, there's defamation stuff at play, but these guys are... I don't know why we as common folk yeah. care so much. If you're listening to this and you care about it, please let us know why you care. Like, just give me a good reason. It might just be like the drama of it, which that's a fine reason. I guess. But it's, to like it's take a, sides. It's almost like... Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> root for the other team. It's like reality television almost, which I I don't know. Some garbage is like understandable. Like it's it's funny. It's dramatic. Below like, deck. Great show. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I don't know, like real house, just, just typical like garbage television. Like that's fine. I don't have a problem with garbage television. But this isn't like... This is real. Yeah. And, like, it's... It's odd. I don't know. It's It gives off the same energy as, like, people who put political stickers on the back of their car. <laughs> it's very... Like it, hashtag Team Johnny bu- bumper yeah, sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Vote Joe. <laughs> Trump 2042. It... It's like it seems like it, that's the same people who do that, who get way too invested in things that. My my take is that people are just bored with themselves and don't aren't aren't very interesting. If you're bored, start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, watch the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, go to your local Ford dealer. <laughs> um, I think I think that about wraps up if you're bored go to your local Ford dealer yeah, go, get sponsor, go get a truck the sponsor go get a truck we'll plug them um I think that does wrap wrap up today's episode uh episode four should be released tonight Thursday June 2nd uh is there anything else you wanted to add Joe? nope happy Early birthday to Brendan Smith, big supporter of the podcast. His birthday's tomorrow. Ooh, happy birthday. Good old Coach Brendan. He's uh, definitely one of the number one supporters. He's a he's a premium fan club member of From the Futon Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford driver himself. Good cookie list he had. Very similar to what mine. Is. I think it was the same. It was like it was like chocolate chip, then white macadamia nut. 
white chocolate chip macadamia nut. Not just macadamia nuts. That's not a real cookie. It has to have the white chocolate chips in it. And then peanut butter was third. We had the same top three. So that's that's where I get it from. Anyways, but. umps will be quaking in their boots tomorrow. Yeah. Around the world. Once once any any official of any Lake City sports events hear that it's it's his birthday, they're gonna they're gonna be staying in the house. They're calling it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh Anyways, guys, thanks for uh, listening to today's episode. We will be back hopefully next week for another one for y'all. Until then, you know, follow the podcast. Tell all your friends and family. Mm -hmm. We're trying to bump up our viewership from 10 to 11. It's the next milestone. Yep. So thanks, guys, and we will see y'all next week. See y'all. Thanks.